You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben. All right, we are live. Welcome to Bench Talk Live. Just threw some uh, ribbies and salmon on the smoker, so that's why I'm a little delayed getting on here. Had to trim up some ribbies, get that over on the smoker, put some of that hogwallers rub on it. Gonna be nice. So I'll let people join in a little bit, get a live Q&A. Alright, sip of coffee to the working man. Alright, let's hope we don't have any technical difficulties. So, answering questions, live questions. We're also giving away um, a discount code for 20% off. BigBenches.com. All right, until tonight only. All right, so if you're looking to pick up a bench program, elbow sleeves, we have knee sleeves, wrist straps. Uh, we have the new t-shirt that came out in the established 2016 Big Benches Athletic Tee. Uh, so if you're interested in any of those things, 20% off till tonight only. Or I'm going to be sharing that discount code with y'all. All right. You just have to stay with the podcast a little bit. I'll be dropping it at a random point in the podcast. Um, so I'm really excited to get into this one today. I guess I'll start it off with a question we got from Instagram the other day. And then as more questions roll in here, we can answer them. Um, we're live on YouTube and Instagram right now. So, uh, the question the other day was, how long does it take to break in a bench shirt? Now, this one, it really depends because it depends on the experience level of the athlete. It, ex- it depends on the sizing of the shirt. Uh, it also depends on you know, your limb lengths and your, stru- your body structure a little bit. So, um, for example, I'm going to be able to break in a shirt much more quickly these days because... I don't have much range to travel, body structure. I have more experience now, so I know what a tight shirt feels like. I know how to keep pushing those limits. Um, so I, I'm going to be able to break in a bench shirt probably two to three weeks, depending how tight it is. That's where the fact that the shirt tightness comes in. So my 52, I think I did five sessions in it, but I probably, if I wanted, I could have made that work sooner. Uh, I just had more time with it. But uh, at this stage in the game, I'm very familiar with, with the Inzer SDPs. Um, so I know what stock size I need at what body weight and how tight it's going to be. You know, I have a good feel working from my 57 to 54 to 52 and then this meet will be in a 50. Uh, so I know kind of how long it's going to take to break in that process. I know how the material breaks in overall. Um, so I'm very, very familiar with the Inger SDP. A Super Katana, that may take a little bit more time. Uh, I haven't had to break in a Super Katana in a little over a year. So um, that might be a little bit different breakdown. So it's really dependent on the shirt too. You know, like I hear a, um, I've never worked in one, but a denim shirt just not going to uh, break in fairly easy for you. That thing like locks up at a certain point. So sizing is going to be very important for that one. Um, but you see so many factors that play into um, really making sure that you have the the right 
sure how long it'll take um, really to break in and stuff. So that's uh, that was a great question, and um, I think my general response was, if you're experienced, it would be about two to three weeks, and then uh, for an intermediate, um, the beginner, probably five weeks beyond, you know, five, six weeks. If you're a beginner, probably going to want to spend a good amount of time in a shirt to learn it first um, before you really worry about breaking in a tight shirt. Something great, if you guys are trying to get into shirt lifting, just get a used shirt cheaper. Already kind of, the material is already broken in and used, and it's going to stretch more readily. So, uh, and that's what I did. My first um, SDP and some, I did some big benches, my first 600, my first 700, all in that 57 SDP. I did 700 for double earlier this winter. Um, so I've, I've had a lot of great benches in that shirt. I got that used back in 2016, I think. And um, yeah, that, that thing's still held up. I've had to repair it a few times. But if you're looking to get into equipment, guys, get some used stuff. All my stuff was used starting out um, before I started actually buying new gear. Because you got to break it in yourself at that point. A sip of coffee for the working man. All right, let's see some questions dropping in, guys. Shoot your questions up. We'll go through them all today. I'm pumped to be here. We got a, a nice presidential debate tonight. That should be fun to watch. And um, we got football last night. What a game that was. Damn. You know, Chiefs kind of ran away with that one at one point. And it got a little bit close. But, man, Patrick Mahomes, I tell you what, shit, he's going to be a good QB. Sal, hi, I bench in a rack with safety straps. Is there any reason for me not to use suicide grip? Injury is impossible, and the grip feels comfortable. Uh, so the only thing I would tell you is, is not to use a suicide grip. That would be a thumbless or a false grip, also known as, um, would be because you're not going to be able to torque into the bar well. You're not going to be able to set that external rotation there. Um, so... It, it hinders your ability to bend the bar. You can't bend the bar with a false grip. There's nothing there. So you take away that component of it. However, sometimes that's better off for some people because they overdo that cue and they, they never really get good in tune with their lats. And a couple grips that are great for that, a false grip and then that underhand grip or the reverse grip, whatever you want to call it. Right? That really allows you to um, get the sensation of loading into your lats, okay? versus trying to bend the bar commanding through your arms <clears throat> so false grip it's awesome <clears throat> it leaves a little on the table but sometimes that's a good thing the best scenario is you know how to load your lats you feel good doing that but you can also get your thumb latched around so you can actually torque it acts as that anchor so you can actually torque into the bar that's what i do i don't close my thumb and, and death squeeze it like this my thumb's hanging i'm not squeezing with my thumb i'm torquing with my thumb i'm twisting I'm squeezing with these fingers. <clears throat> so it's a nice in-between. Logan Barbell, favorite accessories for chest. Chest as well as delt seem to be lagging for me. Uh, I like dumbbell work. Dumbbell work, um, I love pec deck, mostly just because it's fun. I love the pump you can get from pec deck. Um, I like <clears throat> incline, hammer strength machine. I'm a big fan of hammer strength machines. Those have always been you know, my, my go-to favorites if I'm at, out at a gym. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the bread and butter, different angled dumbbell work because dumbbells are going to let you to sink really deep. The whole thing is get, um, more range of motion. 
uh, flies, chain flies, band flies, getting unique with that stuff. So if you want to build up your chest directly, those would be the, some of the stuff I would look toward. Um, delts, I think overhead press needs to be that bread and butter. Something, you have heavy movement. You can use dumbbells too, but have a movement that you're going to progress. I think a lot of times with the delt work is that, you know, we, we mostly hit it kind of, you grab some light dumbbells for lateral raises. And there's never really a progression there, right? How many years have we been grabbing like the same 15s or the same 20s and just swinging them, you know, um, as opposed to, you know, actually pushing something like a heavier movement, like a dumbbell overhead, where you can see some progression over time and keep up with it. That's what it's all about. You know, when you get away from some of these exercises, you regress. Shoulders, for me, probably one of the biggest regressions. If I stop overhead pressing, I lose it very, very quickly. My shoulders regress very, very quickly. My lower back regresses very quickly. If I take good mornings out of my routine, I'm finding time and time again now, my back starts to feel really weak. I have issues with my low back. The good morning actually um, really makes me feel strong in the lower back and actually keeps me out of a lot of the pain I've been having. So um, I know if any time good mornings leave the program, that regresses quickly on me. Uh, same with shoulders. Adam Bell, what's up, Adam? Do you think shirt selection is different for people with different body types and romp? Yeah, absolutely. You gotta be, um, you know, pretty direct with the sizing on that. It would have been fine as longer armed benchers and or flatter benchers, the ones that aren't gonna get in a big arch. Obviously, a lot more rom. You know, anytime basically we're looking at if there's increased rom, you're gonna need a bigger chest plate because <clears throat> you're going through more of that stretch uh, to the point where. A stock size shirt, probably you're gonna have to modify that. So you're probably gonna want a big collar, but you're going to um, want to pinch up the sleeves. You know, we have a woman on the team now who she, uh, the shirt uh, it fits. The shirt fits. The arms are great, good tight chest plate, but it's it's riding up and choking her out, and she needs more chest plate, more coverage. So she would need a bigger shirt, but then she'd be swimming in the arms. So she would have to get a big shirt, pinch the arms, or just order a shirt custom. Um, so that's some of the issues you run into there. For me, the arms never fit great. I want a really, really, really tight chest plate, but I also don't have enormous arms, uh, very short arms. I, I always have to roll up a good amount of material. Um, so yeah, I mean, stock sizes aren't going to fit everyone. You can make modifications to shirt, luckily. Um, Ginny's actually very quick. I mean, I was um, apprehensive at first because there's a guy a local here who's done that stuff. He's done my stuff in the past, but then I gave him my 57 SDP when that was starting to tear near the chest a little bit, and it, I had the same issue the next meet. So um, I stopped going to him. I sent it up to Ginny, and that was like a week turnaround for being up in Canada. You know, you, you actually has a U.S. shipper, so you ship the um, whatever gear to the U.S. guy gets up to Canada, she does what she does, do it, comes back to you, and that really, uh, man, I got it within a week. I was really surprised because, you know, probably about what I'd be doing up here too with this guy. So, uh, yeah, you can make modifications to shirts for sure, um, but definitely uh, body structure, range of motion, all factors to consider for sure. Abdul, sip a tea for the for the working man. You get tea over there. 
Oh, whatever you're drinking. Had a sip of protein for you afterwards. Thanks, Adil. Appreciate it, buddy. Sip of coffee to you. Or I should say espresso. Straight espresso. Matt says, For an intermediate lifter who has their own gym area, what two bars would you suggest they have? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, so obviously a power bar. Uh, if I had to be specific, my favorite's always been the Texas Power Bar. Um, you know, I've, I haven't tried them all. You know, by any, I'm not garage gym reviews. I haven't tried every bar out there. Um, the ones that I have the most familiarity with that are pretty standard across the board, uh, Texas Power Bar and Ohio Power Bar. And I much prefer the Texas Power Bar. It's a little bit thinner in diameter. To me, that makes a huge difference. Um, I actually like the Texas Power Bar better than the, the bench bar that I have for sure. Um, <clears throat> the only difference, this one has loadable collar room so I can actually fit the plates. Otherwise, I would love to just have my Texas Power Bar back because um, I love how I can grip down on a thing. It's thinner. So that's huge for me. I don't have big hands. Um, you know, I'm, I'm mostly torso and all these little limbs. So um, for me, anything with thicker bars really affects uh, my grip to the bar. Plus, my grip is really shitty, you know, so that, that really affects me. But I would say Texas Power Bar, and then I would say it depends on the goals. You know, it depends, are, are, is this someone that's doing full power? Are they doing bench only? If they're doing bench only, I would tell them then to get a, uh, and depending on their experience, I, I would either get a Duffalo bar or just any Buffalo bar and or a bamboo bar. Um, and those are like the, the two that I had right off the bat too um, here. So bamboo bar if you're more of a beginner, intermediate, and then if you're advanced, probably a uh, buffalo bar but it also depends on your range of motion and stuff and mobility and things um but if if you're full power then you already have a bar you can do most things with so either an ssb bar something that gives you a variant or a deadlift bar if you're going to compete with one who benches more most likely trump or biden you know to be honest with you my friend i don't think either um can bench anything <laughs> i highly doubt that they have ever really benched um so i don't really i don't think anyone's gonna win there <laughs> now who is gonna bench a lot scott steiner i think that was uh, i remember watching a wwe where scott steiner was benching in the back or something I mean, they've had a few bench offs in the ring or something like that it's funny because trump was actually on wwe he got he took the stone cold stunner like a champ I remember that pay-per-view. That was at a WrestleMania, and they were going to shave uh, either Vince McMahon or Donald Trump's head. Um, man, I remember that. Uh, Emil, I feel like I'm starting to reach my peak, so I feel like I want to start focusing on my supporting muscles for lifting uh, to maybe give me more room to go up. Outside of the lats, would also build in the front delt or maybe even the rear delt help add some more bent strength uh so by reaching your peak i imagine you mean like you're stumbling upon a plateau you just haven't really seen those gains come readily um so it's really hard to say what you should go to specifically uh depends kind of where your weakness is so for example i have an athlete who, who's raw wide grip benching you know very very wide grip benching 
Um, and he gets stuck right down at chest level. All right, so he's going to need some different things. We work on some shoulder strength, some stability there. Um, speed work's been a big component. Try to get more of that neural adaptation to get everything firing at once to blast through that sticking point. Um, building the chest directly is going to be key. We do more like time under tension stuff down at the chest, so long pause work, things like that. Um, and then I have an athlete on the other side too who's very close grip benching. Actually, I was working with him the other day, Austin. He, uh, he in his uh, slingshot. You can see when watching that video. If you go back to my story, you'll see he did 385 for three. He's a very, very close grip bencher. That's not close grip bench. That's his. That's his normal grip that he prefers. So, um, in that right, you can you can just tell from watching him. Right, he's, he's gets that pop. He's got good fundamentals down at chest level. I think there's some positioning things we definitely have to work on. Um, continue to reinforce, but. Um, you know, it, it ultimately comes up to about mid-range, and then he's got to be able to grind through it. So we really have to stress triceps for him, a lot of board work. Board work's a regular uh, staple in his programming, um, so he's going to need something a little bit different. So when you're supplementing, like, um, you know, th those areas in the range of motion, you got to think, all right, so a lot more tricep accessories for Austin. Probably do more like chest, maybe even back for for um, my other lifter there. All right, so it, it really depends. You gotta think of it as the secondary work is more for building the weak point in the range of motion because mechanically similar lift, and then you're using accessories to supplement that other stuff. Okay, hopefully that makes sense. So you're you're taking the accessory movements, you're supplementing kind of what you're doing with the secondary stuff, and that's hopefully getting up your main work. So that's kind of like the logistics of it. Let's see, what do we got here, guys? Drop your cues. JC, I have pretty good leverages for bent short arms, barrel chest, but for some reason it is my weakest sleep, weakest lift. To make things weirder. The gap between my OHP is abnormally close. 70 kilograms overhead press, 100 kilograms bench. So, um, if you're, it, the overhead press doesn't seem to be like a weakness for you, so it's probably something else. Um, JC also says, if my shoulders and tries are very strong and they can, can they not be letting my chest work? Should I try dumbbell pressing as an accessory to force my chest to work more? So, um, for the um, getting your, your, I'm assuming that you're getting stuck down at chest level. All right. Um, if you're getting stuck down at chest level, then I would look to yeah develop even your back. I'd say. Um, it also depends if you're loading it properly. So it's tough to say because down at chest level, it could be just a weakness there or, you know, you might not be loading your back very well. And that's kind of hard to see because you could um, look good in a video but not be really tuning in with your back well. You know what I mean? Like you could send me a video and it could look spot on, but I don't really know if that activation's there. I'd have to kind of pry for that that answer I'd have to kind of and that's something that we do with our athletes I'll I'll drop some questions in there and that stuff um, because video doesn't tell at all you know I need to know that activations there so usually I'll spit things out like 
um, you know, you should be feeling this or doing this and the takeout and um, hopefully that connects. But yeah, it, if, if you're confident your triceps on a problem and you're getting stuck at chest level, I would look more and your shoulders are good, I'd look at more chest in the back. Um, Adil also says my bench went up when I started prioritizing seal rows in my workouts. So yeah, actually seeing a lot of those heavy back movements bump up. I guarantee you, you're not going to have, um, so you, I guarantee you're not going to have a 315 row and a 200 bench, you know, for example, okay? Um, but you could very well have a 315 bench and a 200 row, you know what I'm saying? So uh, you're never going to outrow your benching, um, so it, it always getting your back strength up is going to be a tremendous help. Um, I don't think that gets prioritized enough and it's one of those things too where if we leave the work on the back burner it doesn't get done you know it, it needs to be uh, there needs to be a staple there it needs to be a progression trying to get more weight on the bar so a lot of things we do with our athlete now is i'll give them one of those main movements whether it's a barbell row penlay row a seal row um one of those big ones t-bar row we can load up the weight we're going for like a five rep max, a six rep max, or a three rep max, some some progression there. And uh, we're just starting with low weight and we're just continually trying to add little by little by little. And then the next week we try to add little by little to try to try to break it. And then, you know, we'll we'll either switch the movements or switch the grips and then again set a set a bar, break it the next week, and that continues on. Uh, so there's a priority on trying to build up one of those big back movements. I'm still on my quest to um, rep out three plates. Probably do it for one, but uh, on the barbell row, it's more like holding that position for me. It's tough, but uh, yeah, that, that definitely, I, I had that circled off as a big goal. Repping out three plates on rows would be really freaking sweet, and I'm looking to, hopefully I would like to do five on that, so... I'd like to make it five if I'm going to attempt that. Annabelle, what should I try for my three rep max today? Uh, three rep max on bench today. Yeah, so Adam is one of our athletes. Uh, the big day, big lift for today. Um, so for the three rep max, my friend, I would just try to hit a, a new PR, you know, based off what we're getting as like estimated max at this point um let's say probably just shy of 400 400 would be freaking amazing um so we'll see we'll see how you feel um you know, think of this one just we're setting like a benchmark right now um because the thing with the conjugate system so a lot of our, our lifters um, I have doing uh, in an umbrella of a conjugate system, right, where we're doing some max effort attempts. Um, this would be Adam's max effort upper day. The main thing that um, I stress to everyone is that you don't always have to hit an all-time max. That's really important to know with the conjugate system because sometimes when you overreach and say you do hit a good number, but you think there's a little bit more in there, if there's not a good chunk in there, then don't even bother with it you know if an all-time max is there you're gonna know you're gonna go for it um but you can't get too wrapped up because i've some athletes i had to tone down a little bit because 
they'll they'll take a lift and then boom they're taking now all of a sudden it turns into they're taking a single now they're they're just they're trying to like max out their one rep every time or um, they're trying to squeeze out that extra bit and every attempt you take it's another opportunity to hurt yourself it's another um, opportunity it's an opportunity for you to kind of screw up your mindset you failed lifts no one likes failed lifts you leave in a bad taste in your mouth all right so we want to breed um, success um, and then there's just so many variants week to week so it's really important to know when something's there when it's not there for example a bench that I had last week wasn't um, wasn't anything crazy but felt like I ended on a good note you know it was a 675 bench to the chest or 685 um, I liked how it moved you know it wasn't it didn't feel like a tremendous day it didn't feel like there was a shit ton more that I could have gotten it was with a looser shirt um, so I took that I was very happy with how it moved it was very smooth uh, good speed to it so I just ended up cutting it there because I know there's all these other weeks we're going to be doing this as well leading up to December. So for you, Adam, being in a very close um, position too, our meets being just a week apart, um, you know, it's probably later it, it, when we start that peak, the mid to later October, November, we need to start um, really prioritizing that uh, mentality of, all right, now we need to hit these numbers. We need to really push things. Um, I think you got a really good hold on that. Um, I tell you, I don't know what's up with this. Will bench press help with the bullies at school? I always get these questions. I always get these questions every week. I tell you what. Yes, they will. Bench press helps with everything. Sip of coffee to the working man. What uh, deal says, what am I missing if I close grip, incline, and row for bench press assistance? So, you got close grip in there. That's a good secondary move. Incline, uh, you know, that's a good one as well. More like shoulder, upper chest dominant there. Longer range of motion. Uh, and then row for bench press assistance. So, I mean, that those are the, the, the real staples there. I mean, overhead press, if that's a weak point. Um, accessories, it really depends on accessories. Do bench press lives matter? Uh, all, all benches matter. <laughs> These questions, guys. Uh, Geopower50, hey coach, thoughts on best way to find your foot placement leg drive? Three years and I still can't decide. Wide, straight, feet back. I got long femurs and tibia, 5'11", tall. Thank you, coach. Um, so if you have, I don't know how much of an issue you have with your butt coming off the bench. You know, the main way I'd like to look to solve that, if you're familiar with the feet uh, flat, is to prioritize the knees out, lock that hip position in place, learn to push back versus pushing down, bridging up. Um, if you really have some issues with it, there's a quick fix for it, kind of like a band-aid, that flex seal, right? Um, you put the toes back because then your knee joint drops. You're not going to be able to lift up if you tuck back a lot. You're not going to be able to lift your butt up. Okay, so that's a quick face. You really have an issue if you're usually a taller lifter. If they're benching on a low bench, commercial gym bench, something like that. That that's usually a good choice. I'm not sure what bench unit you're using. Um, I prefer to feet out flat. We just made a little. Uh, actually, that Instagram post didn't go up. Having some technical difficulties with that as well, getting my posts up, but. Um, 
I have a little clip today I want to share on feet flat versus toes back and you know I think the main thing for you my friend is just to stick with something for some time um, instead of playing around too much like after a meet it's okay to play around with a different foot position here and there um, <clears throat> but you want to stay regular with one and I know you're, you probably have had some success with with all of them all the variations um, but I would look at where you get the strongest leg drive back make sure it's not just pushing or bridging up you know what I mean pushing back um, it really prioritize the hips you know, the hips I like to stress is like the prime prime mover really use your glutes biggest muscle in the body everything should be with the hips uh, gain chasers 2020 675 bench that amazing uh, that's amazing. Did you use elbow sleeves a wrap or just nothing? So, I mean, I was in a bench shirt. Uh, yeah, it was single. My best uh, competition bench, 820, but uh, that was just an anecdote from training last week or a few weeks back. Jason Blaha, beautiful nails. How was, how has benching helped in your life outside the gym? Um, well, I, you're stronger. <laughs> I'd say... Um, you know, it's really kind of the, the mental things you take away from, from lifting that are the, the biggest deal. Um, you know, it's it's just, it's a good, um, it's a good, it's good life lessons in the gym. You know, there's failures, there's successes. You get knocked down, you get injured, you come back for more. The mindset you have to put yourself in, the competitive drive, the will to get better scrape for those extra poundage all things you can apply to things you're doing in life all right so i say more so than just being big and strong which is nice it's nice to be big and strong um and obviously it's a it's a nice persona to to be big and strong and have people look up to you um in terms of that but it's really the mental stuff you take away from the gym um that i think it, it helps the most and, um, you know, would I wish I, I, I got into it pretty early. My dad would take me into the basement. So um, I'm really glad I kind of learned that stuff early. Um, but, yeah, you know, one day I'll have my kids in the gym very early, learning those lessons. Sports, another great one. I was blessed to play a lot of sports growing up, so learned a lot from that. Um, so it puts a good head on your shoulders. And I think, you know, a lot, a lot of people could use that nowadays, you know. So, um that's the biggest thing. And then obviously, you know, having success and powerlifting is part of my career. You know, I've, I've really been blessed to, to be able to create this business and, and do what I do for you guys. Um, you know, and, and having success on the platform has definitely helped uh, afford me those opportunities. So, um, you know, I'm beyond grateful and would uh, continuously look to give back as much as I can for as long as I can. You know, I have no plans to stop doing this. It's something I really enjoy. So. Uh, Matt says, uh, tall geo to go a little wider. I switched from under the bench to wide and can drive up the bench now. My hips are feeling stronger. That, the great anecdote there, Matt. Um, really glad to hear that, my friend. Yeah, the uh, feet out flat. I really love how you can tune in with those hips. And if you really get good at knees out while you're doing it too, it locks it right into position. So you never really have to worry about popping up. Um, Max is asking if anyone has used the Inzer Bolt and what they think about it. If anyone has uh, that answer for him, let's help him out. 
I have not used the insert bolt. Um, I am going to probably, when I make a, a single ply run here uh, next year, I'll probably can get a super katana. Um, so I don't plan to work in the insert bolt. I'd like to try it out one day, but I'm, I have no familiarity with that particular shirt. I'm sure you'll be great in whatever you can get, my friend. Um, so I wouldn't worry too much. You'll you'll work them. Uh, what's up, Ben? Hope you're doing well, man. When's the next meet, brother? Uh, what's up, Jake? Thanks for joining in, buddy. Um, yeah, so next meet, December 5th. We actually got a good crew going out to that. Um, Jamie Mata's meet up at his place in Vermont. We're actually taking a road trip up there this Saturday. Four hours each way just to get some squatting in, but... Yeah, hell yeah, it'll be worth it. Um, but we will uh, be competing there in December. I think we've got about seven or eight lifters from the team looking to do that meet. So it's going to be a fun one. It's a two-day meet up in Vermont. That's December 5th. So that's what we're prepping for right now. And that'll be a full power for me. Um, Geo Power says, I'm also intermediate. Have a nice garage gym. Also love this sport. Just trying to stay consistent, injury-free, and... and uh, Steady small PR. That's what it's all about, my friend. Good mindset, good attitude. You know, starting out, I remember starting out, and, um, you know, it's like you, you get so wrapped up in, in trying to get yourself ranked or you're trying to get yourself ahead of other people. Um, when lifting, it's just, it, it takes a while. You know, it just takes a while um, to get strong. That's why you see a lot of people in their 40s and stuff, and especially in WPO. You see a lot of these older guys, they're seasoned, their experience. It takes a while to build strength. They just have that. Um, time under the bar so um yeah actually i wrote an article once uh, a few years back this is like 2017 2016 i wrote an article about how um you know really have to spend your time in lifting and i guess dave tate um saw that one he wasn't really into how i worded it so uh it never got published i don't know where that that article is now but i thought it was pretty good i wrote about how you know one of the biggest factors to getting stronger in sport is uh you know the patience aspect of it and um putting in that consistent effort that that's big you see so many people who started at some point dropped off for whatever reason life took over and then boom they missed all these years of training boom back into it um and then wishing that they haven't taken that time off or getting into it later in the game um don't still don't have that time under the bar it's just it's a time thing you know you just got to put in your repetitions you know, it's like, uh, I'll give you a Tom Brady reference, right? When he started out, he's fresh, he's green, you know, he's learning shit. Later on now, it's like, you know, you see a defense, you read a defense, you make the play. You know what I mean? It's just, it's kind of the same thing, accumulating strength, you know. You've been there, you've done that, you are you built up those neural habitations, um, your body's prepared for the weight, you know. So, and you see people who, who may have done a shit ton in the past get into it again. They pick up really quick because all those components are still there. Um, so, again, it's just it's you get so caught up in trying to get ahead when you're, when you're younger. You're starting out because you found this new sport. You're all, all right, let's do it. And then, you know, you try to, try to rush your strength or you, you train stupid. You hurt yourself. You're out of time. And then, like, you're frustrated. You're not making progress. I've seen these things play out over and over again so you've got the right mindset my friend slow steady gains 
however long it takes you to get there, you're going to get there. You know, so I'm really, I'm not concerned with the things that I want to do in the future. I've got time on my side and I'm going to keep putting in my dues and working towards them. And it's really, it's putting in the time. Sip of coffee to the working man. All right, I'm going to drop the code, guys. Set the alarms off. Listen in if you're here watching. 20% off until tonight only. All right, we have a brand new t-shirt out. Um, we still have wrist wraps in stock, elbow sleeves, compression wraps. Um, you can check out our, our lineup of programs. We have an off-season bench program. A, um, a great kind of more of a peaking program for six weeks. We have a full power program, you know, some really great stuff in there. I'm probably going to come out with a template um, based around the conjugate system at some point as well, free for VIP members. But guys, 20% off till tonight. Only use the code CHAINS. All right, just, just how you'd spell chains, but a Z instead of an S. So C H A I N Z. Chains. That is today's code. It's good till tonight only. Expires at midnight. No more. So, um, again, brand new shirt, wraps, sleeves, programs. Go to bigbenses.com. Check it out. Also, bench clinics. While you're there, check out. We got some bench clinics coming up. If you're in Canada area, Newfoundland, uh, also Michigan, going to in December. Anyone in the Michigan area, definitely come out. That's going to be a great event. Um, and then I want to put the message out to anyone here. If you know a gym who might be interested in hosting uh, one of our bench clinics, I'd love to come out to your area, travel everywhere. All right. I set it up with them. So just let me know. Shoot me a DM, maybe a gym you go to, whatever. More of a private facility is usually what we're looking for. Um, powerlifting gyms, things like that. So, yeah, shoot me a message. We'll try to set something up for 2021. I'm trying to fill the calendar next year. So. I'm really excited to continue doing those again. This Michigan one's going to be great, guys. You don't want to miss that. It's going to be fun. If you can travel out to it, would be awesome. Um, so, again, code CHAINS, C-H-A-I-N-Z. Uh, all right, Adil, what program do you recommend? Not for peaking, but general strength increasing for the bench. So, um, our off-season program is really good built around that. So, higher rep work things like that you're not going to have a lot of um you're going to have rep maxes in that program that i have out the six week off season program um but you're not going to have like one rep stuff or, or three rep stuff things like that um it can be more higher rep build the volume build size um size and strength so um i can't give you any specific program because so many things will work especially if you're intermediate beginner um, you know, you can really get away with doing a lot of different things and continue to get stronger. You know, it's, it's as you get more seasoned and experienced, you really have to start dialing things in and getting specific with what you're doing and seeing what's working, what's not, and a host of things. So, Jake, what's uh, that's cool, man. I'm doing a USPA meet for Papa Bear Rogers at his new gym. That I don't know, uh, I don't know who Papa Bear Rogers in, but that but that's probably the coolest name that I have ever heard. Papa Bear Rogers. I feel like that's gotta go viral or something <laughs> at his new gym. I'm good friends with him. It's only like an hour from my house. That is on December twelfth. That's awesome, my friend. Um, right around the time of our meet too. So best of luck to you. Good luck in your training for sure. 
Um, I know you'll kill it. That's a uh, great time to compete too. I like like getting something early December. You get some holidays, a little break in the winter time. You know, but honestly, I hate training and competing in the winter because I have a very sensitive like nose and it'll bleed and it don't even have to be lifting. That triggers it right away. But like if, if I'm just I go outside or come out of the car with the the heat on just blows up blood everywhere it's just it's gross it's uh i start squatting it's starting to happen now because it's starting to be fall but it's real hindrance on the bench you get up and there's blood all in your eyes there's blood running down your face everywhere and it's a real pain in the ass because you're swallowing the shit everywhere too and it ain't stopping it just keeps going and you just blow it up every single bench so sorry to be graphic for everyone but that's a real pain in the ass Travis Rogers, he does a lot of RPS meets. Uh, I don't think I've had the pleasure of meeting him, but I love that Papa Bear Rogers slogan, man. That's uh, that's a great nickname. But um, yeah, uh, maybe I'll I'll get to meet him at one of the events soon. How? Oh, and it's crazy getting a gym now. New gym this day and age. I mean, we some aren't even really open yet. So you know, best of luck with that. You know, I know it's tough for gym owners right now. Real rough go. You know, I'm blessed that I don't have that. Um, you know, I have this small little private area in our garage, but um, you know, I'm I'm blessed right now that I don't have a, a big gym that I'm relying on. Um, you know, to to I have no income to keep the lights on over there. So, um, you know, it's bad. It's a rough go for gym owners right now. You know, I don't even think they're open in the city. I think it's most like an upstate Long Island thing. I don't even think gyms are open in the city or it's very limited capacity. So it's really tough for gyms right now. Really tough. Uh, Logan Barber, how to fit bicep and trap work into my sessions without going crazy with the volume? That's the uh, age-old question, my friend. That's a tough one. There's all these things we'd like to do. You know, how much are we actually going to be able to do? And how much time do you actually have to allot to it? You know, I think the best scenario for you or anyone who is serious about, like, really wants to commit to getting better would be to do breakup sessions, do a workout in the morning, do a smaller accessory stuff at night. You know, think I think back on um, um, Ed Cohen's uh, book, I believe I read. Um, I believe it is a book. I read it's something, something I read. And, um, yeah, it was his book. I think he's got a book, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, I was reading that and how he just spent, like, he really dedicated it to powerlifting his life. And all he did was eat, sleep, and train. Like, he was committed. and have a job. You know, he's, he trains, you know, eats, sleeps, probably trains again. So, I mean, you could train multiple times a day. You can really put in forth that effort. You know, I think for an average person, they're not going to do that. You know, I think three days training is plenty. Um, you know, four days optimal. But, you know, I'm not going to ask someone who has, has a family at home, got a job during the day, powerlifting isn't bringing in any of the money. You know, you, you don't have to bust your ass for that. You know, you got other priorities. All right, so it really depends on your goals. If you're someone who is like, all right, everything's out the window. I'm committed to being the best. That West Side mentality where dudes sleeping in their cars outside the gym there, right? I ditched everything to become the best at this. All right, very different mindsets. Very, very different mindsets to someone just doing it for a hobby, you know? So, very different there. 
800 foot storage unit to a complex with plenty of space that's great my friend sounds like a good setup gotta fill that baby up uh, deal I want to start a big benches in the UK one day we'll start growing a beard uh, you could be the second coming my friend we'll have to give you some cool name um, like in the AEW they got the exalted one Brody Lee you can be the uh, coach uh, coach Ben over there in the UK got it you gotta like match a certain length though or else it's not gonna happen <laughs> sip of coffee to you a few more questions here again secret code chains anyone missed it chains 20% off tonight only bigbenches.com check out what we got any more questions popping in anything you guys are doing in your training looking forward to uh, any questions on uh, benching any other lifts drop them down below we got some ribs out on the smoker can't wait to check in with those. I went pretty crazy with the seasoning, but I got this hog wall or pork seasoning. And, um, uh, you know, I had a little bit last time. Usually I don't like to overpower. Some are really salty, but I really went full out with this. It's a lot of sugar in the ingredients, so it's not as salty. So it should give it a nice uh, sugary kind of um, zip to it. You know what I mean? Really good rub. Uh, Logan Barbell, what briefs did you use with the canvas suit? Just bought a pair of metal aces. So, uh, yeah, I had the, the metal ace um, or metal jack briefs. I forget what specifically. Um, I, I want to say the metal jack briefs because it, it goes with the, the orange theme. I got them in black, though. Um, so I think that's what they're called. I forget now. I'm drawing a blank. But I do got the metal... Um, jack briefs or whatever and then uh, i put those under the metal canvas suit um i i love all the metal products you know i don't like to get into whatever the hell they had going on there i got in trouble for a little bit but um you know i, I always liked to just the equipment i've always liked the equipment it's really great equipment um for squats and, and deadlifts that's that's my been my go-to but um bench shirts i i hated metal shirts and i think a lot of people aren't really happy with metal shirts so um you know i go a different route for that but i think they have some great stuff for uh for uh lower you know the deadlifts and squats yeah so i got the, the metal jacks then yeah i got them in black so so yeah that's what i got underneath the uh the suit, I was surprised I could fit them under there. Had to baby powder it up, really skimp into them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, once you're in there, you're in tight canvas, you ain't going nowhere. You're, like, waddling around to, to get places. Um, you, you barely can open your hips. You know, it really takes all that weight and compression, and you holding that position, getting compressed down. Uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Just lucky I cracked my nose on the last attempt, not earlier. I'll be a freaking blood show. Um, Pitbull Power Systems. That's really cool, my friend. That's a good name. Hi, brother from South Africa. Mental state. We actually have a, a lifter in South Africa, Joan Swart. She is a, a, a fantastic Masters competitor. Um, so greetings from there. Um, mental sticking point. Please advise. Uh, I don't think it was posted yet, but I literally we filmed the last session. We filmed a video on kind of mentally preparing for a lift. So I'm going to have you um, check that out because that's coming out probably this week or within next two weeks. 
um, that'll be a great video for you. So if you guys aren't on our YouTube channel, subscribe to our YouTube channel. I mean, well, actually, you're watching it right now. Instagram, if you're there, you want to subscribe to the YouTube channel. But, um, yeah, make sure you subscribe. That video will be coming out soon. I think that's really going to help you out. Um, I talk, talk about, like, the mental preparation um, going into, like, a meat lift and some of the things that I like to do and or not do, you know, really depends. Um, so that'll be a good video for you. Max Whitman, have you ever used denim shirt? No, I have not used the denim shirt. I would love to use a denim shirt, but I ain't going to go spend the money on a, a denim shirt just to mess with it once. So if someone had to use denim shirt, I'd love to give it a ride, um, see what it feels like. But yeah, I ain't going out and getting my own, <laughs> getting my own uh, denim shirt. I doubt I'm going to be competing in that. All right, guys. So... I think we're going to round up. Um, have I ever seen West Side versus the World? Yeah, actually, that's a great documentary. I mean, I wish it kind of got into training aspects a little bit more. It was more like kind of, uh, you know, what's the word? Uh, sitcom kind of, I, I don't know whether the right word. It's like you know, all the people involved. You know, I wish it was more like the training and, and stuff like that, but it kind of went through the phases of who was there and all that. But it was good. It was a good one. You know, documentary on powerlifting. What what else can we ask for? Yeah, drama, I guess, you know. So, uh, yeah, it was good. You know, it's something to watch on powerlifting, which is awesome. You know, I wish it might have been a little bit different, but get what I could take. Um, yeah, so I'm going to wrap up today, guys. Before I leave, a uh, quick word, VIP membership. You want to get involved with the team, get coaching critiques, um, very low-cost option. All right, you're also going to save a permanent 15% um, off lifetime, bigbenches.com for any of your needs there. And um, also, you're going to get all that bonus content we created. It's like a whole separate YouTube of videos. Um, you know, think of a lot of those Patreon channels you see now. We run our, our group off Facebook, but same type of deal. VIP membership, guys. Check it out, bigbenches.com. Go see what it's about. Um, you know, I'd love to welcome you into the team. We have a great group of lifters. So check that out. Uh, also, remember that discount code um, review earlier. If you're just catching on now, you can go back and try to get that code there. 20% off uh, till tonight only. You should check that out. And then also, uh, if you want me to come out to your area, do a bench clinic. I'll travel. Um, just let me know. Uh, the gym information i'll reach out to them trying to get some more bench clinics on schedule for 2021 all right guys i appreciate everyone tuning in i'm gonna go tend to these ribbies here i got some ribbies out on the smoker so um i'm gonna go tend to those babies see what they're at also got a salmon out there so you can go check in on that all right guys sip a coffee to you i bid you farewell are you frustrated with your training progress i get it I've been there, and I've also helped numerous athletes break their plateaus. I'd like to invite you to a cost-efficient way of joining our Big Benches team, the VIP membership. Through joining our exclusive team group hosted via Facebook, you'll receive access to everything you need to see big progress in your training. Access all of our program templates for free, coaching critiques on lifts, and exclusive video tips on how to improve technique. Not to mention, all members receive a 15% lifetime discount to our store. Need new wraps, sleeves, apparel? It's all there. Join the VIP membership today by visiting bigbenches.com. 
Look forward to having you on the Big Benches team.